Welcome to episode number seven of the Becoming More podcast, where we get into the weeds talking about transformations and how people have changed their lives and impacted others while doing so. Today, I'm joined by Teresa Parent, who I've known on Instagram for a little while. Uh, Teresa, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty well. Um, it's, an, it's a very thunderstormy night here in oh. uh, Baltimore area, so hopefully we don't lose power. Uh, I hope not. I, I won't brag about the sunshine here in Southern California then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a wacky uh, month. May's always weird here. Cause we're in the middle of the mid Atlantic and it's like a swamp. And then like last week it was 95 and hot as can be Oh and no! this weekend for Memorial day is going to be in the fifties and rainy. So it, it, it sounds it's, like it's bipolar it's weather. Oh my yeah, goodness. That's what we get in the winter too with snow. Cause we'll get snow one week and then the next week it'll be 70. And I've never been in the snow. Can you believe that? Being in California, been. I can believe it. Yeah, beaches and mountains, yes, but no snow. Where, where in California are you? I live in Long Beach, so it's Los Angeles County. Okay, cool. Yeah, I went to LA 2018, like right before I started my journey. Oh, right my, on. My last trip. Uh, but yeah, oh, was yeah. In, we went to like we were we stayed in Hollywood. We stayed at like the Roosevelt Hotel in downtown oh, Hollywood, yeah. and then we like went to a bunch of stuff for a weekend. But it was a wild time and one of those where i realized that i needed to make a change because that walking around hollywood boulevard i was dead tired traveling at that size because i know you were about 600 like i was too yeah. and it was it's such a nightmare to travel at that size yeah well, yeah and wearing sweatpants in the summertime in la was oh not yeah <laughs> no not at all my goodness yeah okay so to start the podcast i like to ask everyone the bottom line of their journey so far so if uh, you were to say, what would be the bottom line so far of where, how your journey has progressed? Well, I've lost 357 pounds in three years. Um, I went literally from hardly being able to stand for more than a minute or two or being able to walk like 10 feet to I'm on my feet all day long. I take regular walks miles at a time. I mm -hmm. do strength training. I have like boundless amounts of energy just completely night and day. I'm, I don't even know that person anymore. I, it's just a trip. My life is completely 100% different. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's incredible. You lost 350 pounds, right? Like that, that's, that's an incredible number. Um, I literally lost my sister's family. My sister, her husband, her two kids combined weigh that much. So I lost an entire family off of my body. So that's, yeah, and that's, that's incredible. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, I can, I can relate to what you just said about how much, how you don't recognize that person. I mean, you know who yeah. you were when you were that person, but like yeah. you do so many different things now than you did then. My life like, is so different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, uh, speaking of the weight, you know, I've lost about two, almost 250. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank That's you. amazing. Like how many people we're in a very small club. Like there is not many yeah. people who have lost that much weight. I do know a few people have lost more, but it, it is a wow. small club and I've met a few of them in person and it's just, it's weird. Cause it, you, you like meet them and it's like, how, like we were all like five, 600 pounds at one point. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, but I was, uh, I was at the gym last week with, I work with a trainer like once a week and we were doing, I was doing the leg press and we'd done the leg press. We actually had met with her twice cause we were making up a session from the week before and um i was doing like so the second day i, I usually do a 350 but i did 250 to be lighter because i just done it the night before and I was, I was like you know i said this is like the amount of weight that my legs carried every day yes yes <laughs> extra compared to what i used to have yep 
Yeah, it's so it, funny. I complain now, like when I hold my little niece and she's like, what, 20 pounds? I'm like, yeah. oh my God, how did it? My sister's like, really? Like you carried around my family on you. I think you can hold yeah. the baby a little bit longer. Yeah. And you think about like the four pounds of pressure for every pound. And like, that's, you know, like 1400 pounds that you're not carrying. It's crazy. And you know what though? I feel it. Like I brutalized my body weighing that much. Mm-hmm. Like I, I thought that after I lost all the weight that like my body would just be like, Oh yeah. Like new again. No, I feel it. Like I, yeah, I messed up my body. <laughs> yeah. I think we all do. Uh, yeah. Just cause it's, it's tough. Like that, 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 that stress right on, is, on everything on your heart on your legs on your system yeah. all the internal systems so um i like to kind of start after we do the bottom line i like to start kind of at the beginning like how you mm-hmm. got to that point so you don't have to go too in depth you can go as in depth as you want um so like were you heavy growing up like as long as you can remember was it something where you just like kind of progressively started to notice it maybe in like high school college age so I was always, um, a little chunkier. Um, my dad was a little bit bigger, not like not super obese or anything, but my dad was bigger. Um, my, both of my parents actually suffered from eating disorders. So I learned disordered eating from a very young age. Um, but for me, the weight gain really came on after I lost my mom and brother. Um, within a short period of time, both of them had taken their own lives and, I couldn't deal with it. I completely somatized all of my pain and my stress and ballooned. I gained over 300 pounds within like two or three years and then completely just, um, didn't, I disengaged from like the world around me from my friends, my family, everybody. And I ate my pain away. I just ate all the time. I was up to like 10,000 calories a day during my worst time. And mm-hmm. it was over the span of like 15, 16 years that I did that. Wow. So basically my, I ate myself twenties yeah. and thirties were just gaining tons of weight and mm-hmm. being super miserable and staying in the house and being completely sedentary. So, yeah. Well, sorry to hear about your family. That's, oh, that's thank rough you. for I've, anyone. I've worked through that, which is how I even like started seeing success in my weight loss journey was learning how to let go of all that. So, yeah. And it's, it's interesting. So you, when you were doing the, this like soothing with food, let's say uh, for mm-hmm. better, uh, lack of a better phrase. So did, did, was it just like, like kind of like you realized what you were doing at that point or was it just like, you just did it. Cause you, it just made you just, it just what I you just, did. Exactly. I didn't, I did not connect that. That's what I was doing until like probably three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. So the entire time that I was putting on the weight, the 16 or 17, so years, I just ate all the time and I didn't care. Um, but I did eat in secret. So, um, I would like go and get fast food and then eat in my car and like ditch all the, the pizza box or all the wrappers. So nobody would know, mm-hmm. or when I was going out somewhere, I would stop and eat a meal beforehand just to make sure that I had enough. It was like, I don't know why I did that. Now looking back, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe I ate so much. It, yeah. I, I feel like so many of us do that too. Cause it's like, uh, especially so for me, it was more like once I like had a car and could do go places and, um, and just like, I remember in high school, I used to, so I would get money for lunch. And then I also had a job. I want, but in sophomore year, I started having, working at movie theater. So I would a lot of times like get something at like at lunch, but I would get something like super cheap. Like I, they used to have like these like little cheesecakes that they would sell or like a dollar. Yeah. So I get like two of them and it would hold me over. Cause lunch was, I had like a late lunch. So it was like 1230 
and school was over two. So <clears throat> I, I would, eat, would eat those. Then I'd go to like Taco Bell. And that was back when Taco Bell was like 60 cents for a taco or something. Yeah. Like you yep. know, 20 years ago. And then I would, then I, you know, go work the theater and we'd always get something to eat. And then I come home and then I'd eat what was for dinner at, at like, you know, 11 o'clock at night. And yep. then I'd probably snack more because I stay up to like two or whatever. Yep. And then repeat the cycle. And so it was all, all that on top of like four hours of sleep or five hours oh, of sleep. That's, yeah. You know, but that's just also teenager. So yeah, <laughs> so I did as an adult constant and Taco Bell was my jam on the way home from work. I would stop mm -hmm. off at Taco Bell. And it's funny because I had this spot where I called it like my, I call it now like my binge spot, mm -hmm. but it's a place where it's near the Marina where I live, where I walk now. Mm -hmm. And I would pull up there and I would eat, I mean, eight or nine things off the Taco Bell menu. And then I would like, want to get out of my car to go throw it away. But I would be so mortified that anybody would see me because I was 600 pounds and I'm like all this fast food wrappers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And now I walk there every mm -hmm. day and I walk past and I see that spot where I used to go and I binge and I'm just like, wow, just yeah. now I'm walking it. I used to watch people <clears throat> exercising and living their life. And I felt so sad. Like I was robbing myself of living life and I would see them walking and jogging and doing surfing. And I would just watch them all and feel sorry for myself. And now I'm like, I'm a bad bitch. I'm out there. I'm doing it. I lost all this weight. Like, yeah, for know, sure. there's no stopping me now. 100%. That's how I feel. Yeah. And, um, so when, when, when you were seeing all these people like that would walk and jog and stuff when you were at that size, were you ever like, why, how do people enjoy that? Cause Oh yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, that's torture. Because for me, standing was torture. I had to do all of like my house cleaning, sitting down. I had like mm -hmm. an office chair. I wheel my ass around the house with a broom. Like I would cook yeah. that way. Um, that was just life for me. And I was like, Oh my God, I would never be a person who loves to jog or work out. And now I'm like, Oh my God. The first thing I think about in the morning is let's go work out. Like I grab my dog and I go yeah. and it's, it's everything for me. It's like primary in my life now. It's, it's also interesting you said about the, the chair for you know getting around the house and you know i've seen like my 600 pound life enough times just have seen that multiple times yeah i never had that um you know we both had our own 600 pound life journeys yes. uh but like i used to do it where i would if i was like making dinner i would always like sit at the table and chop everything up yes or, i had to sit down like, and stuff everything. like that like i wouldn't yep. i wouldn't um stand the whole time because like yeah it was definitely. a lot and I didn't cook though. I didn't even know how to cook. And even like boiling water or making eggs was too much. Like when I say my back hurts so bad from carrying 600 pounds, I could not stand for more than two or three minutes at a time. And mm -hmm. so I would prep everything if I did cook, or I would just get pizza and fast food constantly or cereal and sandwiches, because that was what was easy. So I've had to teach myself how to cook and bake and do all the things. Yeah, it, it's amazing because I, I think um, I heard Rachel Ray on a podcast the other week where she said, you know, people are like so conditioned that they'll wait 30 minutes for a pizza, but they can make a meal in 20. Yes, yes. Absolutely. I make my own pizza now and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so much better. And mm -hmm. I can control all of the ingredients, the flavor, everything. And it, yeah. it tastes so much better. Yeah, and it, which is which is great because, you know, you found that that nice in between of where you can still have the thing that you like but have it in a healthier that's, or more controlled version right that's my thing it was like everyone's yeah. always like i get messages from people all the time like you eat pizza like you eat and i'm like i eat 
basically all the same things that I used to eat, but I've learned how to eat smaller portions and healthier versions of my favorite foods. Like I don't think restriction and cutting things out for the rest of your life is sustainable. That's why people say they get on and off the wagon. I'm like, there's no wagon. I torched that wagon. That wagon is gone. Like I'm just going to live my life. That that is right where um, I've been because, you know, I, I know a few people have lost more weight in a shorter amount of time, but sometimes like they're, they're, what they've done for their nutrition is not something I see as sustainable for me. Yes. Cause like yeah. a lot of, uh, cause a lot, you know, like a lot of people are keto right now and yeah. cause it's popular um, not to bash it or anything, but like, of I just course. never saw it as sustainable for me. Yeah. Cause I was like, I was like, I kind of like would still like cake <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or pizza or, yeah. you know, take now, I had weight loss surgery too. Mm-hmm. So when I started my health journey, I lost for my pre-op, I lost 160 pounds in six months before my weight loss surgery. And when I had my, which I was, I mean, hardcore dedication. So I, when I initially, I did strip out all the, the junk food, the fast food, the pizza, all those things, because at that point I really needed to be laser focused because I was mm-hmm. so undisciplined with my diet. But as I've developed skills and tools and coping mechanisms for stress, I don't, I don't turn to those things like I used to anymore. So I can still enjoy all the foods I love. And I, but it is controlled because I had weight loss surgery. So for me, my stomach is the size of a medium egg. If I tried to eat a whole slice of pizza, I'm going to be crying and in agony. So, or even sugar, sugar, Mm -hmm. a teaspoon of jelly will kill me. So I know I'm mindful now because I don't want to feel like crap. I don't want to get sick. So, yeah. And I mean, while while you say that, that, you know, there are so many people that didn't that have had the surgeries mm-hmm. whichever yeah. one you want to take your pick of yeah. and they 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 don't lose it like they go back up i know people who have had the surgery who have gained tons of weight and it's really because for at least in my perspective and my experience it's all mental mm-hmm. it's all the oh, mental yeah. emotional health that that drives you to eat healthy or take care of your body or not and so if you're not like for me i always call it being in alignment if my mind, body, and soul, if one of those areas is out of alignment, then I usually tend to turn to food for comfort mm-hmm. because that's what I'm used to. So I work really hard on making sure that all of those mind, body, soul for me, those are aligned and that I'm taking care of myself in all those different aspects. So it's not just the food. It's definitely mental, emotional. I, I like it. I like the alignment because that's, that's a good uh, analogy. Cause for so me, many that's things... how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's same if, if your back was out of alignment, right? You, you Exactly. Yep. That's you, why I'm you, like, you'd be you running know, to I, something to, to fix, to help. Uh, exactly. Not, not, not fix it, but like, um, help make you feel better. Well, people, if your back hurts, people will turn to drinking or drugs or whatever mm-hmm. to try to numb the pain. And it's the same thing when I'm emotionally unhappy or I'm not feeling fulfilled or I'm not taking time to walk or eat healthy or meditate then I will engage in behaviors that are not as, as good for my body. So, Oh yeah, for sure. And, and I, and you know, I, I know you mentioned you had the surgery um, mm-hmm. and, and I like to always say that like it's a tool because like some people bat, like say it's the easy way out and I don't buy that for a second. I hear that all the time. People tell me that all the time. Yeah. I, I feel like it's a tool. And if the person like gets their mindset, right, it's just another tool in, in your like arsenal. Yeah. Or your and first belt. of all, there's nothing easy about weighing 600 pounds and having to go through a massive journey and then getting your body cut open and going through a major surgery. When you have gastric bypass surgery, like I did, you start off like a brand new baby. Your tummy, you do not know what you can handle, what you can take. Mm -hmm. 
you have to go through like it's major work. It is. And it is just a tool. People can stretch their stomach out. If you don't do the mental, emotional work on healing your relationship with food, you're, you're going to engage in the same behaviors. I go crazy when I see people, um, they're like, I'm going to do a pouch reset, or I'm going to do this. I'm like, honey, your pouch is not what needs to be reset. It's this right here. Mm -hmm. That is where the problem is. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, I, I, a lot of times I would say that the journey is like for me, cause I don't have like, uh, you know, I didn't have surgery, but, mm-hmm. um, it's like 90%, 90% is, is nutrition and 10% exercise. Yeah. But then, but then, I, but then I, then I add, and I make, I make it 200%. So I say that a hundred percent is mental because yes. 50% is mental. 40% yeah. is, uh, nutrition, 10% still exercise. Cause it's like, you know, so many people like they, they, I have had a few friends that I kind of help coach a little bit that have, you know, cause they see me lose all this weight and they want help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the first thing I they asked me is like, you know, well, when, when can I have X, whatever X is. And I said, how about we worry about getting you like through a month before yeah. you worry about X. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, cause if, if you have a hundred pounds to lose, which it usually is about a hundred, you know, you, you have a lot, you have work to do and, I mean, I like cake as much as anybody else, but. Oh uh, yeah. But, I but, love cake too. Yeah. yeah. But you know, you just have to be able to do it in moderation. It's just like, it's so often like, you know, and then and you see people who say, well, never have cake again. And you know, I had cake last, last couple weeks ago, baby shower. Right. So I had cake and I, but I didn't have four or five pieces. Yeah. There's <laughs> it, a difference between the it's the intention while, why you're eating mm-hmm. and you're feeling and like, what's driving you to eat. If you're with a family having a celebration, like enjoy the food, you know, but do yeah. it in moderation. Don't just say F it and eat everything you want and make a pig out of yourself. That's not going to, that's not going to make you feel good in the long run, but I bake and I cook, I eat cake all the time. I make pizza all the time. I make all the things and I sample and have a little bit of everything, but mm-hmm. I don't go crazy. That's good. It's, it's like moderation. And it, like you said, mindset yeah. is Mind- as long as the mindset's Absolutely. right. Yep. So you said you got gastric bypass. How, did you get that about three years ago when you started your um, June in June? I'll be three years post-op. Okay, cool. <clears throat> and um, when, when, after you got the surgery, like you had like a, you know, cause everybody, like you said, you lost 160 pounds to start. Like, was it pretty much a, like a slide down at first after you got the surgery and then it, no, I lost, I have lost a ton right after the surgery. Um, but I got really sick after the surgery all the, so when you lose that much weight in such a short amount of time, which you probably know, um, your body has to release all those fat cells and in those fat cells are stored all the toxins. And so my, my kidneys were trying to process all of this, um, the toxins and I got really sick and I was in the hospital probably five or six times within the first few months after surgery. Um, it was really rough. It was really rough, but I dropped a ton of weight the first year after surgery. It's only started slowing down. I would say probably the past year. So after two years, it kind of slowed down. But, um, I have no problem with that. Like I'm, I'm cool with where I am. I'm hopefully going to be having skin removal surgery soon. So that will help. I have most of the weight that I have left is from uh, loose skin. So I'm hoping to get that taken off and then I would be well under 200 pounds by then. Okay. Hey, can we pause a second? Yeah, go ahead. I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay. So we're back. Let's uh, pick up where we left off. 
if you remember where what you were saying exactly because i don't quite you're talking about the gastric bypass oh the weight loss after surgery the weight loss there we go um yeah so it's tapered off the past year that now that i'm coming on three years Mm post-op it's definitely harder to lose the weight but i don't have much left to go most of what i have left is loose skin that needs to be removed yeah so so and, that, and that's interesting too, because like, you know, loose skin, especially when you have as much as you've lost. Yeah. Like you probably have like 20 or 30 pounds of loose skin. Um, so on my, sur- my surgeon says that my stomach alone, I probably have 30 to 40 pounds of loose okay. skin just on my stomach. Yeah. Yes, so- Luckily, my legs are pretty, pretty small. I do have some loose skin on my arms, but like there, it's not that bad. I have oh, like yeah, that's this. Not, that's not too bad. But like my arms are actually like kind of toned because I work out, but like yeah. you can see the. Oh yeah. I have that too. But not bad. I'm I'm very yeah, lucky, a, like considering where is it, like right here. Yeah, my bat right. wings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all in my tummy. But if my tummy was um gone, if, when this gets removed, mm-hmm. I'll be so much smaller than I am now. This is a pain in the ass. It gets in the way with everything. Yeah, I hear you. Um because <clears throat> a few years ago I had a I actually had a plastic surgery to remove excess. I had a I've talked about it before, but I had like a what's called a globule of like fluid and fat, which is like it, it basically hung from like my pelvis, and it was like oh, wow. this pendulum. It was like it was like th- as big as this football behind me. Oh wow! And, um, it just hung and like would sway, so it had, that's not like my equilibrium and all that. So I was covered by insurance to get it removed. And they mine, also took, mine was going to be covered. They also too, took care so. of some lymphedema in my stomach. Oh wow! So I got so I did have that kind of surgery, but it's not really weight loss surgery in the yeah. same vein as yours. Right. Uh, mine's. They call it if men have it, they call it like a male C section because it's basically oh, okay. it's a, a hip to hip scar. Yeah, and like it's pretty brutal. Like it's like a month I was off of work. Um, yeah, but it like as soon as I got it done and I was like back to normal ish, like the difference was amazing because I didn't have like even just like people don't realize it when I say it, but because they're like, how bad could that be? Because it's the size of football. But imagine putting yeah. in, you have that in your pants and yeah, you have um. Like every time you take a step or a walk, you go up steps. Like I would never Flaps. go up steps one at a time, and it would, yeah. it would clap. It would flap and clap. Yep. And... I call it my apron or my mud flap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. still have, I still have that because I still have some of my stomach being like that, even though I haven't lost it all yet. But yeah, yeah it, it's like ha- being and the fact that yours will be covered by insurance. That's amazing. That... Yes, I'm, I'm very fortunate. That's the only thing they're going to cover. But I mean, I'll take it. It's, yeah, they say it's medically necessary because it. It hurts my back. It hurts my feet, my knees, awesome. my hips. I mean, yeah. so I'm looking forward to that. J- just awesome that they'll cover. Because so many times I hear stories of people that they they won't cover it, and then they yeah. I mean, I'll with... have to pay for everything else: my arms and my breast lift and the back and all that stuff. But the stomach—that's where it's at for me. If I just, yeah. I mean, look. At one point in my life, I literally thought I was going to weigh 600 pounds for the rest of my life. I didn't care how I looked, and now mm-hmm. I'm like. I, that's all I think about. Like when I go out or get dressed up, I'm like the stomach, I hate the stomach. And I have to continually remind myself mm-hmm. you're not 600 pounds anymore. It's all good. Like, you know, yeah. it's going to be okay. You've worked really hard and just rock what you have. Yeah. And, and when you, uh, so as you were going from the 600 and losing all the weight, did, mm-hmm. I'm curious. Cause I've kind of had, I'm, I have my own system. When you started having like get smaller clothes, did you like go as you went down by size, or did you go as you went down like a couple sizes and get new? I clothes? waited a couple sizes. So yeah. my the biggest size that I was was a seven eight X. My mm-hmm. clothes were all seven eight X, and then um, 
I did not buy new clothes until I was out walking and my pants just dropped. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I need new clothes. And um, I would, I, then I started to buy just a few things, but I bought things that I could tie like the sweatpants and things like mm -hmm. that to try to make them last longer. But yeah, it was yeah, definitely yeah. weird to go from seven, eight X and I could never find anything to wear in any store. I had to order online from one place that sold a seven, eight X. And I just wore like the same shirt mm -hmm. in different colors, you know, and then transitioning from that to like wearing a one X and shorts and tank tops all the time. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's so different from what I'm used to. Yeah. And, and a lot cheaper, I'm sure. Oh my God. So much cheaper. Like one shirt would cost me like 60 or $70 just yeah. for like a regular shirt. And the pants or my pajamas were huge. I have some of my old, um, clothes and mm -hmm. it's just insane to see how much fabric yeah I, I have a i have a few of my pants like didn't get rid of all of them i actually posted a picture over the, a couple months ago when i was cleaning up my basement and i found like a pair of like my old khaki shorts that were like an 8x from king size direct they were a little big but even then but uh but you know it's it's funny because like I, I went to dxl forever and now i don't have to and i'm like thank god it's such a good feeling it really is yeah, it's so funny because I don't connect it though, because my sister will buy me things all the time or she'll be like, come into my closet. Let's try and close. And I'm like, I get mad because for me having to try on clothes was a nightmare. Shopping for anything for myself was a nightmare. So I'm still having to like work toward enjoying being able to like try on clothes. But my sister will be like, Oh, I, I bought this for you. And I'm like, why would you get me that? That's not going to fit me. And then she's like, try it on. And I would be like, no, just the other day she bought me something and I put it on. She's like, do you see that? And my sister's tiny to me, but she's mm -hmm. like, this fits you. Like you're not 600 pounds anymore. So my brain still does not connect it. A lot of days I still see myself like I'm four or five or 600 pounds. So it's the mental, it's the mental thing. I, I still have not connected yeah. it with changes in my body. <clears throat> yeah. So many of us, I, I feel like it just, it never kind of leaves you. It's kind of like um, the same thing where people say that how you're always 16 years old in your head. Yes. Like, cause like, like you, that's like basically your adult. And you know, because you were big too. So like at 600 pounds, everything from the way you get into bed, the way you scoot up, like just all the little things for me, at least mm -hmm. like all the little things, the way I go to get into my car, everything. Like my brother always tells me, like, he'll look at me. He's like, sometimes you still walk like you're 600 pounds. He's like, you're not like, don't go up the stairs. Like mm -hmm. you're 600 pounds. He's like, you can fly up those stairs. And I have to be reminded by people around me that like, you're not that big. You can sit in that chair, like the plastic yeah. plastic, you know, the nightmare the scary ones. Chairs. Like I would think like whenever I wanted to go anywhere, it took weeks of anxiety, prepping, researching mm -hmm. the venue or wherever I was to see how far the oh, parking lot. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. And, uh, and every restaurant go on Yelp and see the inside pictures to yes, see what the I table be, set up with. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Looking at all the tables. Okay. Did the chairs have arms? And I would ask my friends, have you been there? Do you know if it's going to hold mm -hmm. me or not? I can't believe how much of my life energy I spent worrying about those things. Now I can just go out and enjoy myself. I don't even have to think about the chairs or the parking. Like I park on the, the farthest spot mm -hmm. that I can yeah, just same because here. I can, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like when I, I went to target the other day and I like parked way out and I was like, yeah, it's not a big deal anymore. But before I would like just scope out till I can get like the closest possible space, yeah. oh, you, you know? If I couldn't, I would circle. Like when I had to go to the doctor's office, I would circle and circle and circle. And if I did not get the spot closest to the door, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go anywhere. I couldn't. I would 
by the time I got from my car to the door, I would be ready to like collapse because I would be in so much pain. And yeah, it's yeah. a different lifestyle now for sure. It really is. Um, Cause I, I, I can relate to so much of what you said, especially like walking around like you're 600 pounds still. Cause so many times like um, stuff I get, so I have a truck and like when I get in my truck, like I still sometimes think of when I used to, cause like I used to have to have like the seat angled back and you know, and all that. And I don't anymore. Like this, I had yeah, to have yeah. pillows to prop me up yeah. because I would and, like have to have it laying flat. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, and it, it, just other stuff, like even like sitting, you know, if I go to re- another thing with the restaurant is like just being able to sit in a booth like that, that happened to me like last September was the first time Such I tried a good feeling. Yeah. And I was like, and I didn't know if it would work. Cause it was one yeah. of those things where I went to like a longhorn steakhouse with a friend I hadn't seen in years. And we went to one and um, because of COVID they only had booths open because they had the middle, because they were really being careful. And so they're like, is this okay? And I'm like, I'm like we can try it. Cause I, I had no idea. And yeah. I got in and I, I mean, I hadn't like that much room, but yep. but you was, did, I, it. That's, yeah, it did it. I remember the was, first time I, I, I sat in a booth, I just like bawled. I was like, yeah, I, I, I had a moment. I didn't, I didn't yeah. quite get to the point of like tearing up, but I was close. Right. Cause yeah, it just it's is a like, big deal. it's something that you want like for a long, yeah. cause like I had about a year previously, I had sat in a booth at this one um, Korean barbecue place near us, but they had like huge booths. So I didn't really count yeah. that because it was, yeah. you know, it's it basically it's a legit booth. Yeah, it's, it's like a legit, it's a, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a real life booth. <laughs> well, you mentioned the car thing and, so I was so big that my seat had to be all the way back, mm-hmm. but my stomach went completely over and covered half of the passenger seat. And then my brother had to deactivate my horn because every time I got in and out of the car, oh yeah. beep, and I'm a teacher. So can you imagine pulling up to work? Beep, beep. Oh, Miss Perrin's here. We can hear her because she's trying to get out of the car. I would be like dying all the time. I am. Um, yeah. I, so my car, I would always beep it when I got home. Like I would be, real, I'd be trying to be careful at work, but even then it, would happen but at home i'd always beep the horn and i always hated yeah. it because sometimes i'd come home late you know and, <clears throat> then, neighbors and then it hear would me. beep it's horrible and then my my stomach would knock my car out of gear while i was driving wow so i had to hold the gear shift because my stomach mm. would press it in and knock it out of gear wow. so and even my head my neck was so big that like even turning to like look for cars or do it was so difficult it was so hard yeah yeah, it's 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 the things people don't think about. Like they they um they see the people when you're out, right? And then you're just like, uh, man, yeah. like they, they they don't they don't know that all of it what goes into it. And not to be a pity party, right? Uh, but no, of course. Um, you know, I was out with somebody from the Instagram community. We met up and had breakfast a few weeks ago. And like when we were in this diner in like middle of Pennsylvania. I like we saw this guy come in who must have who's like near my old size and I saw him and I'm just like it's one of the things where I wasn't like it was weird because I was on the other side right and I was like yeah. I was almost like staring but I wasn't staring like out of like uh disgust or shame no or it's that. like fascinating but, 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 but to you, it right? was fasc- yeah it was fascinating because yep. I was just like I was like man is that like you know what I, I do the same like? thing <laughs> yep I and, do the same uh, thing and then I'm like and then I you know I see the what he ordered and it's like a whole bunch of like pancakes and wa- or waffles or whatever and i'm like yeah, yeah that's 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 why but yeah. you know it's 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 so interesting to be on the other side like I, don't, I say on the other side i mean i still have a good i sell over 100 to lose but i'm like on the downhill slide of the but the your scale, mindset right? your oh, yeah, mindset's mindset way different. on the different side and that's what it's the rest of the way is just going to follow after because you're working on shifting the way that you think about food and your body yeah. and your health yeah I, I remember also uh i guess it was like last november ish when 
I, I, I think it was when I first had discovered your account because <laughs> um, I, I saw that you'd lost as much as you had and like you'd previously been around the same size I was. Yeah. And so I was just like impressed. And then I, um, <laughs> and then I Thank think I messaged you, you and I, and I said, I said, I said, uh, you know, something like, what did you do in the times when you didn't lose for a while? Cause like I had gotten in this situation where I was like, I'd lost a hundred over eight months and I kind of like maintained for a while. Then I lost a hundred over eight months again. And then I was in, I was in that next maintenance phase and yeah. I was like, I just want to keep it going. <laughs> yeah. And, you want to keep that momentum going. Yeah. And, and, and then yeah. you're like, you're, you're, you were like, your body just needs to recover too. Yes. <laughs> That's the thing that's been really hard for me to learn throughout my journey, because you go from being totally sedentary to like kicking it into high gear. And then Mm. you're used to go, go, go hitting it hard. And so now it's like, you have to learn how to relax and let your body adjust. It is people can't even imagine what it's like to go from weighing 600 pounds to weighing, you know, 200 pounds or 300 pounds. It is, it is life-changing is the understatement even to say that because it's so your body has got to catch up and you just have to give yourself Mm -hmm. grace whenever (laughs) I feel like I'm down on myself or I'm not where I think I should be I I just give myself grace I'm like you know what you're not where you were and how many I look at my day and I'm like how many things did I do right today that are focused on my vision for my life and if I'm doing a lot of those things then you know what it's all good really oh yeah for sure yeah um and that's what I try to do. And then also like lately, cause like working in the, out in the gym, I'm like, you know, I'm probably like, cause it's one of those things where the scale hasn't moved too much lately. Yeah. And then, but then it's like, you know, the clothes are fitting better. So I'm kind of in that. I don't, I don't measure every, I don't measure like take measurements of everything else. I just, I didn't do that either. Yeah. yeah some people do, do and swear by it. And I'm like, that's just more, that's just more data. I don't really want to see, but it is true though, because <laughs> yeah. there was a time where for like six months I lost like 10 pounds but I went down two clothing sizes and then you compare the photos mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, I really did like lose weight. And it's just, that's the thing is that people, this people focus on the number on the scale. And I get that that's important, but there are so many other ways oh, to yeah. measure your success. And that's what I try to do is try to focus on all those other successes, you know? Yeah. And, and at the same time, I just try not to let the scale go up <laughs> too much. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. That, 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 yeah. That's the only part that I try to, uh, guard against the, that like I keep it like within a 10 pound swing right you know Unless... and a lot of people I know don't ever they don't stay near their lowest low weight because they tend to be more in extreme workout mode and eating mode then you mm-hmm. find your comfortable you find your comfort zone and if you go above that then you know you need to check yourself like for me I do an evaluation of myself mind body spirit okay am I eating right am I meditating am I exercising am I practicing self-care Usually if the scale has gone up, it's because one of those things is out of balance for me. Yeah. And so then I just kind of, you know, regroup and get back into it and don't beat myself up. I, I engaged in so much negative self-talk at 600 pounds for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to beat myself up anymore. With that <clears throat> It doesn't, it doesn't add to my life. It doesn't increase my vibe. It just brings my frequency down for me. And so I, I'm just not having that anymore. I won't do that to myself. That's awesome because so many people like I mean so many of us like we have that self doubt that's always kicking in, and even even like after losing a ton of weight like I, I, for me you know the self doubt comes in like you know what if this is as far as I'm gonna go what if yeah you know yeah. and, and it, it it kicks in and you're like no it's not real it's just that it's that old it's that old See, mentality. I, so when I first started my journey, I started calling that that voice in my head my inner fat bitch. 
<laughs> she wants to bring me down. She wants to cut me down. And mm -hmm. I, I literally kind of made this like caricature in my mind. And I'm like, I would tell her like, Oh no, 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 no. And I would like cuss at her and tell her like, no, you can't talk to me this way. We are, you are not going to put this into my body. Like it really helped me to realize that that isn't me who is doing that because I have mm -hmm. an authentic version of myself <clears throat> that I'm trying to live. And that self-doubt that you call it creeps in for me. I just call her something else. And so then I treat her <laughs> like you are not welcome here anymore. And it yeah. really helps me a lot. It has. I remember being 600 pounds and trying to go walking and I could only walk about 10 or 20 feet. And in my head the whole time, she's there. You can't do this. Everyone is staring at you. What if you fall? You can't get up like every different thing in my brain. And I literally was like, shut the F up. Like you are going to, and I just, I was like, you don't exist anymore. Like I'm not listening to anything you say. And I started to mm -hmm. create my own narrative and it's work. You have to do it every day, but it really does help me. Yeah. I find that um, something that I, I also like it's worked for me and I've heard other people do is like, just kind of like speaking things into existence. Yes. Because like, like either if you like, I would write stuff down a lot more than speak mm -hmm. it because I didn't look like look like the crazy person at work, but but it's stuff yeah. like that or like um I one thing that I just for tips for people I did was I bought one of these like desk calendars that like mm -hmm. doesn't have a lot of stuff on it but it just has like the dates right and I would yeah. literally put like each Monday I would like weigh in and I would like put like how much I've lost in that week. Yeah. Or gained. Yep. Visual it doesn't matter. Supports, all yeah, things it, like it, that. Because really then not only that, but then I'm like looking at it right throughout the yeah. day. And I had at... my my picture, my 600 pound picture on my refrigerator. Mm -hmm. um, I had all around like my room and my house are like visual reminders, visual things to help me stay on track and to remember what is most important in my life. But what's really helped me throughout my journey was meditating every day manifesting what I want speak. Like you said, speaking it into existence mm -hmm. affirmations every morning and every night before I went to sleep, like treating myself as though I was already where I wanted to be and yeah. believing it. Like when I would walk at 600 pounds, I would tell myself, you are fine. You are thin. You have lost all this weight. And I still do that when I go out walking, when I'm feeling down or whatever, I will pump mm -hmm. myself up mentally and it, it, it works for me. So pumping yourself up when, when, when you've, um, yeah, he likes to make an appearance every now and then, <laughs> uh, when you were like walking, cause like, you know, you were walking the same path a lot, right? Yes. So did you ever have people that would stop you and say like, you're doing great. You're like, you look oh, great. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, last summer when I was walking a lot cause of the pandemic, I, I started, like, I started getting that tour. Like I started walking like May. April, May. And by like July, like I started getting people like literally just stopping. Yep. Like I don't yeah. even know who these people are. Like yeah. I never met, met them really. Yep. And then there was one lady who said, cause like, so I learned in like a subdevelopment. Then there's like townhouses down a bit from us and the townhouses, the one lady stopped and she's like, she's like, you know, we see you here every day. Like it's a hundred degrees, it's raining, whatever it was. And then she's like, she's like, and you got us walking now. <laughs> yeah, I have. And I, and I never said anything so to them. Like they just that. saw me every day. Yeah, right? that's that happened to me at at home and where I go to walk at the marina. People who I've never interacted with started cheering for me when they'd mm -hmm. see me, give me high fives or thumbs up and like way to go. Like, and people would tell me like, you're inspiring me. One of the coolest things to me was that I started this routine 
when we were on campus teaching of walking every morning before the bell ring, I would always say, I'm going to get at least a mile in before the bell. And so I would get there and I would throw on my earphones and I would walk the, the campus. And then you see other teachers, secretaries, students, like coming up to me and stopping me and saying, it's so inspiring to see you. You couldn't even walk from your car to your classroom. And now you're out walking every morning. And then between passing periods, earbuds, and I'm out. And I had students joining me, staff members. And like, they would tell me, you inspire me. Like your story inspires me. Thank you so much. And I am always like, I'm yeah. inspiring. Really? Like, what are you kidding me? Like, I'm really basic guys. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how I'm inspiring you, but mm -hmm. it makes me happy to know that by just being out there, people see it and know that it's possible. And that's part of why I started sharing so much on Instagram, because I felt so alone for so many years. Like I did not know anybody who was really big. And now I have this whole community of people like you who know what I've gone through, what I'm going through. And it's just incredible. It's, it's been a game changer for me. Yeah, for sure. And it, it, it's funny when you find that community, like there are some people that don't really find it because they, they'll message me and um, I'm like, you just have to make an effort kind of to, to, yeah. to establish a community or like Absolutely. make friends. Cause once yep. you, once you, talk to see some people's posts like you can't you can really relate to a lot of it sometimes you yeah. can't relate to everything and i'm not saying relate yeah. to everything but you relate to like 60 70 percent and you're like yeah. yeah i know what that's like i know what that's like i know what that's like don't know what that's like that's weird you gotta <laughs> find the people that resonate with you mm -hmm. um for me finding the instagram community was a part of me beginning my journey and manifesting a tribe of people around me who I could lift up and who could also lift me up. And I did not ever expect what has come out of that. And I'm just so grateful. And there's, I've connected with some truly amazing, inspiring people yeah. uh, on Instagram through this community. And I've also met, you know, some weirdos too. Like yeah. you said, people, I'm like, okay. Yeah. But you know, I have met a lot of gems out there and I've made some really good friends. I think lifelong friends, I hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, so one of the things that you mentioned too was, you know, and it's kind of, it was kind of like something someone I've seen people post before is like, you can't fill your cup from one that has from a leaky cup, right? Like you can't yes. like fill up your own. Cause like sometimes you just need that. You fill up like inspiration for yourself Absolutely. as much as, a, yep. as much as motivation might be, you know, not a real thing for pe some people think it's not like really as big of a deal as it is for others, but you know, finding someone to like, you're like, you see them and you're like, man, I, like I was like that, or I'm like on the same kind of path as them. Right. Yeah. So, so you kind of get like a fraternity almost for me, or I sorority. Think, I think how it's helped me a sorority for me. I think what has really helped me was that from going from weighing 600 pounds and not thinking I was capable of doing anything and then following accounts who are at different phases of their mm -hmm. health and wellness journey. So I started following people who worked out in the gym or who went hiking or who did paddle boarding and all these different things. And so what that did was that opened up a realm of possibilities like, Oh, if they're, they're doing that, maybe I can do some of those things too. And had I not ever seen these people, I would never have known to do that. Like I would keep the weight loss trackers and like the mm -hmm. workout tracker, like everybody posts in their stories. I never knew anything about that, but it got me motivated and inspired and helped me to continue my weight loss journey, especially in the beginning when I was lost and trying to figure it all out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's funny too, because you mentioned about how when people came up to you and said that you inspired them and you, you were just like, that's weird because I'm just me, yeah. right? Yeah. And like when people say that I was inspiring, even like in real life, right? Not just Instagram, because yeah. Instagram, I get it a lot, but yeah. in real life. And I'm like, that's weird. 
Yeah. Like, like one, of my, one of my, like the lady who used to be my boss, she told me I was so inspiring. And I was like, I don't know how to respond to that. Cause it's just, it's, it's awkward. It, it's awkward. And then like a lot yeah. of times I just started doing like when people would say it on the street, like I didn't know I would be, Oh, thank you. Like that's yeah. cause I was like, I don't know how else to respond. I had to a it. really hard time um, accepting compliments because mm-hmm. I felt so unworthy. I didn't, I always tried to, I always tried to hide myself away and diminish my light. And now that I'm like, out there trying to shine as bright as I can. I still struggle when people compliment me. My sister, my family always have to tell me like, no, no, take the compliment. Take oh, like, well, yeah, well, yeah. And I, I even do things like when I, like I was talking to one of the guests on this show a couple of weeks ago, uh, Rob, and I was saying, you know, I lost hundred pounds, but you know, when I lost hundred pounds at 600, it's a lot different than somebody at 400 losing hundred pounds. And he like stopped me and he was like, no, he's like, it's a hundred pounds. The hundred pounds. Exactly. Why yeah, we diminish but, ourselves. Yeah, I, we, I don't know why I do that, but I absolutely do that. And people always have to remind me, but mm-hmm. it is weird to think that I'm inspiring to anybody in my everyday life or on Instagram. Yeah. It's, it's not something, I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever get i don't know you, you know it, it's kind of like you just kind of fill each other's like fill each other's cups up because you can't get yeah. used to it you don't really get used to it and like you know it's kind of becomes reciprocal too because like so many yeah. people like you're they inspire you you inspire them like people that i people on instagram that have huge followings compared to mine and like they'll tell me that i inspire them when yes. i was like doing my stuff and i'm like that's just weird because yeah no i get it yeah, especially the people, especially people like that when i was at my heaviest and like they were accounts i found and i was like man if they can do it like i could do it right yeah because and, at every stage it's valuable to somebody out there yeah. i mean somebody is going mm. through and it's going to resonate with somebody and uh rob who i mentioned earlier i'm sure he'll love getting multiple shout outs in one episode <laughs> um you know he had seen me last summer when i was doing my walking streak so i did i, I don't know if you know but i did like 191 straight days of 10,000 steps yes, that's incredible right? and it was and then i stopped it before i got hurt myself or like just i was kind of becoming beholden to the streak more than yeah. actually wanting to do it at it yeah. was, and also here it was getting dark so early and i was working and I had other, other stuff going on so i let it go and um then uh so, so he he recently he had and he ended his and not by his choice he was like four steps short of his streak of his number and he didn't even realize it oh yeah so, so it was taken away from it's kind of taken, yeah oh. but, but he, and he was doing fifteen thousand every day Oh, that's incredible. Uh, but, but, but he did it for over 200 days. And, you know, I, and I kind of said to him, I, I, was, I was like, well, it's over now. I said, you're not beholden to it anymore. Like I kind of gave him like some, like, cause I know the feeling when you're done with it. Yeah, absolutely. And you can do it again if you want, yeah. but you don't have to, like, you don't I have like to, to do be- little challenges like that every yeah. now and then just mm-hmm. to, to reinvigorate myself or to give me a challenge because not that losing 350 pounds is not hard enough, but it's good to stay engaged and remind yourself that you can do hard things. Like we have overcome so much and we can do, we can do things that are difficult like that for sure. Especially yeah. physically, you know? Yeah. So I have one more nutrition question for you. So like, mm-hmm. as you were at your heaviest, when you were at your heaviest, were you more of like a picky eater at all? Or, um, well, yeah, I guess, I guess, I mean, I'm a vegetarian. I have okay. been, I was probably the fattest vegetarian on the planet, but, um, I don't eat any meat or animals or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but I, I just basically ate fast food and junk food, pizza, tacos, fast food, stuff like that. Um, I think, I don't know, picky now I'm, I have a lot of special needs when it comes to my diet now because I've had weight loss surgery. Yeah. So, um, everybody knows. And then since I would say like, so what all my life, like I hated like so I hate pickles and that's not going to, I change. hate them too. I hate Thank them. God. 
Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know if you've ever seen any of my pickle war stories. Yes. Yes. I, yes. Um, but so I, I, I still don't like them, but like stuff like tomatoes and onions and things, yeah. like I would never eat them. And now like Same I'll here. now, ne- now I'll eat them. I never ate vegetables before. Um, yeah. I would always just be like, Oh, I would take all that off of there. I was, yeah, I guess, you know, you're right. I was very picky. Now my, what I eat has broadened a lot. Mm-hmm. I eat all the different vegetables and I'm not afraid of trying things now before I would not do it at all. I was very controlling with my food. Yeah. When yeah. I was, and, and God forbid you try to like share my food with me, like that friends thing, Joey doesn't share food. That was me. Like I would get <laughs> heated. Like that's mine. I would be counting in my head, like how many slices there were and like how many I was mm-hmm. going to be able to get. And now I'm not like that at all. I'm like, oh, do you want to buy it? Do you want some of this? Before it would like yeah. literally, it would make me so annoyed if someone wanted a bite of something of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm just curious because I, I find that so many of us that were overweight to that point, like we liked what we liked and we didn't really go yes. outside of it. And then once very we routine do, about what I ate. Yeah. So even like I used to, I was a big Chipotle fan when I was heavy and now I don't go to Chipotle anymore because of their listeria problems, but I go to Qdoba because it's very similar, yeah. right? And I would never get a bowl with any of the vegetables in it because I would just just get like the rice, beans, protein, and then like a sauce or two. Right. And then now I like fill, I get like a bunch of the other stuff just because over time, like I just get, I'm fine with it. I'm still a little iffy on tomato texture, but yes, I, and so funny because I would like before, if I had eggs, I would only ever eat eggs if I had toast with them or English muffin or something. Mm -hmm. And now I eat like veggie omelets every day and I don't have any bread with it and I'm all good. It's just so weird how my, I've become more open and accepting of different foods and different. And also my priority has shifted. Now protein is my goal being healthy is my goal. And so I try to reach for the healthy foods first before I fill up on other, you know, other stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's so easy to, to find stuff that you, you like that isn't, the junk right and here in southern california like where i live in la like los angeles county there's vegan restaurants on every corner like there's no reason for me to have to pull through a mcdonald's to get food Mm -hmm. i can i can go anywhere and get healthy food here yeah yeah yeah. there are plenty of i mean i was out i've been out there a few times and every time it's like crazy how many other options there are compared to a lot around i mean i can go to washington dc and there's a lot of options there too right but yeah but once you get outside of that big metro area then you got a while till you can like find something that'll work right yeah definitely so kind of getting towards the end of the podcast here um i like to ask each guest about something that's like a hobby or an interest it can be multiple things um of yours it doesn't have to be weight loss related it can be so what what, i know you have a list that you made uh, i do yes i'm a list maker i'm sorry i am no i Um, i like it because i like like to be be prepared yeah me too uh so, So, so um yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Um, so throughout my weight loss journey, my sister and I, we've kind of, she's kind of helped me and guided me. I taught myself how to cook and bake literally starting from scratch, no idea how to do anything. And so now not only am I like, I've taught myself how to cook and bake, but I I've transformed all the foods that I love into healthier versions. And I'm like growing food now, like growing veggies mm-hmm. and really trying to connect in healthier ways to food, um, with food. Um, my sister and I are writing cookbooks and children's books. And we're like, we've started our own little company and it's just um, in the beginning stages. So we're getting everything trademarked and copywritten and all that, but it's super exciting because it's something that I've always wanted to do. I just didn't know how I was going to make it happen. And now 
going through this weight loss journey and everything that's just completely transformed me. I feel like I have things that I want to share with people and that it could really help other people. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'll look forward to seeing your cookbook one day. Yes. Hopefully by the end of the summer, we'll have our first one out. We're doing, um, I'm working on one right now. That's all about sweets. So like it's specifically for the weight loss community, Mm -hmm. how to transform your favorite things into like healthier versions. And then I'm doing another one too. If you watch my stories, I'm always making like chaffles and just transforming things. So that's, I'm going to be working on those two books right now. That's what we're doing now. I still haven't gotten on the chaffle train yet. Uh, I, I see people doing them all the time. I, see, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not like a breakfast food person. I never have. Oh, been. See, I am. I could eat breakfast 24 yeah. seven. I'm, um, I'm obsessed. I love breakfast. I usually have it like, cause I intermittent fast. So I have it like once a week. Like oh, on Sundays okay. usually get something yeah. or we'll go out or make something. But here. you can make savory chaffles too. You can make the yeah. tacos, pizza chaffles, anything. They're so good every time. So I would bring my waffle makers to work and set up a chaffle station and all the people would come and they're like, oh my God, this is like mind blowing. And they would come mm. back for seconds and thirds because they were so blown away with how good they are. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. I wish you much success on that because that's Thank you. quite an undertaking, right? It's a lot of work, but I'm having a lot of fun doing it, getting to experiment. My sister and I are always in the kitchen and like working from home together. And it's just, it's been a lot of fun. That's amazing. Um, so, so you mentioned earlier, I'm just curious. You mentioned earlier that you were your teacher. Yes. So, so mm-hmm. what, what do you teach? So I've uh, ran for a few years, the program called apex where we help um, students who are high risk for not graduating. So mm-hmm. basically I would act as like a case manager for them and help them graduate, help them make up all the credits that they're lacking. And then um, all of my students are all in special education. So I've worked full spectrum in special ed for okay. I think probably 13 years now. That's so. really but with COVID, yeah. everything has changed. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see 2022 be back to normal, right? I hope so. I miss wow. the sounds, the bells. I miss the, the assemblies. I miss the kids. Miss Parrot, Miss Parrot. Like, do you have ramen or cup? Like, I, they would always come to me for snacks, and then they would uh-huh. always love to try all of my creations. So I miss them. I miss hearing all the the gossip from the kids and seeing all the staff and everything. Yeah. I really do. I miss it so much. Yeah, it's tough because social interaction is such a huge part of life, and like it really is. Even even people that were previously large and like to be social outcasts at times. Yeah, even that, even us, like you'd be like, I need, I need people around me. Well, and now the first time in my life, I'm able to go out and do all the things, and then the entire world shuts down. I'm like, really? Like, I I want to be out and do things. So yeah, my my biggest thing, um, uh, friends of mine and I, I, we've been doing this for like five years almost. Had like oh every other month poker night either oh. at my place or another friend's place and like we haven't had one since january of 2020 like it was the like last one and i'm just like i just want one like you so need bad. a game night yep i feel you and, there i um, love game nights yeah and and like we we play poker but it wasn't really about the poker like it was fun to play poker but and it was like 20 dollar games right it wasn't like crazy amounts of money it was just more about like the camaraderie of it camaraderie absolutely yeah, i miss and, my friends too i have not hung out with any yeah. friends I've, I've hung out with March. a few here um but usually like we go we'll go out somewhere like we don't hang out yeah. we hung out once in my house like in november-ish time frame but yeah it's just it's it's tough and hopefully like, everything here in maryland is getting much back to normal um oh like, good it is the, here too it's getting the, like, better the mask mandate too. like the indoor mask mandates here so. oh they did for you guys we still yeah. have them here well in orange county of course there's no mask mandate but in los angeles county we're still <laughs> 
we all have to mask up. Yeah, so. I, I don't, I don't know, wear it when I, don't, I go walking. I don't really anything. know much about the difference between those two things, but I know uh, that Orange County is much more uh, rebellious, let's say. I was born and raised in Orange County yeah. and moved to Long Beach. Yeah, to get away from Orange County. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, yeah. So, as we're seeing, like, things change. And, you know, when people listen to this, like, in two years, <laughs> going back in time, like, they'll be like, God, I, I don't miss that. <laughs> No, I, I, and that's one of the reasons why my sister and I wanted to start our own business during the whole COVID pandemic, because I realized I don't like having to live this fast paced life. I actually like spending time with my family and being home and being in the garden and writing and doing all those things and baking all day. Like, not that I don't love teaching, but if I can make money and create a business that that I'm doing what I love, then mm-hmm. I would rather do that, you know? Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's, I think it, the pandemic may helped a lot of us like reevaluate a lot of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause so many of us like were living or were in like a much more fast paced thing. Like, I mean, I, I recently in the last few in January or so I had changed positions within my company. It's still the same company, but you know, cause I was like, I just realized I wasn't really feeling fulfilled at yeah. in the position I was in. So I, I went to another one and like, I, you know, I've done well in it. So, and it's like, it's much more invigorating to yes. do that. Cause when, yeah. when, when you, when you like feel mundane, like whatever you're doing is mundane, you're like, yeah. uh, and what I'm doing now uh, is challenging for yeah. me. It's fun, but it's challenging and I'm having the best time doing it. So that's, that's I, we want to just buy a property somewhere and like, so I can have my own little farm and my sister can have all the babies and they can run around and we can just write <laughs> books, you know, and do that. That'd be great. Yeah. You, you can be like a, you can be like the sister's version of like Chip and Joanna Gaines, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So kind of wrapping up mm-hmm. uh, the show, I like to ask every guest five questions. They're the I- same five every time I call It's a segment called Brett's Corner which was going to be the title of the podcast originally. Cool. Okay. Um, so question number one is what movie, TV show, or event can be anything are you most excited for in the coming year? Two things. Okay. Tomorrow is the friends reunion and I cannot wait. I probably aged myself, but I don't care. I'm super excited for that. I've seen the trailers and I'm dying, but the movie I've been waiting for is Top Gun 2. I want to go in the theater and sit with my dad like I did when I was a little girl mm-hmm. and watch Top Gun 2. So I cannot wait for that. To- That's awesome. Yeah. Top Gun Top Gun 2 was something that I was kind of like, I'm kind of quasi interested in because it was like, you know, Top Gun 1 came out when I was very young. So yeah, me too. See- yeah. Um, I was a I little mean, kid. I'm, I'm I was, 43. I don't know how yeah, old so you I'm are, 37. But- so I was a bit, oh, okay. I was like three when it came out or, what, or two gotcha. or whatever it was. Kelly McGillis actually lived in my home in the county I lived in. Cool. yeah um but um yeah so fr- friend is not for me though <laughs> no I'm, I'm a friend's girl yeah, I love I, friends. I, my wife and actually went when we were in la we went on the uh warner brothers tour Did you oh, ever yes, have you gone on that go. i have not been there but so i want you to. can sit on the friend's couch yes I, now that i've lost all the weight yeah you know um, that's where we, i'm going we went on that year. tour and we just skipped it because i was like well also Did i you? was at my heaviest and i didn't want to see myself sitting down in a picture oh yeah i'm still not into sitting down pictures Oh, I hate sitting down pictures. Oh my god! I, I, I did take one for our um, baby announcement photo shoot thing, and that one I like because I, I also have something kind of covering my midsection, so it helps. Yeah, that's where most of my weight is. Yeah. So I totally get that. I hate sit down pictures. I would yeah. rather be standing. But, but, but I also just never liked friends, so I didn't. And she wasn't that into friends, so it was like, eh, no big really deal care. for you. Well, we can but, agree to disagree on friends. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. We, Top we, Gun. We, I, that's where it's at. Yeah, for me. T- Top Gun. I'm I'm intrigued. Uh, Tom Cruise has been. Really good movies. I just 
prefer not to think about his personal life because the Scientology is crazy. For me, I agree with that. For me, it's nostalgic for my dad. My Mm -hmm. dad and I, I'm a daddy's girl. We're very close. And that was our thing when we were, when I was a kid, we would watch Top Gun every weekend together. He took me to the theater to see it. And I just, I'm super excited. I just want to sit. I didn't get to see my dad for the past year very much at all because he's, he has a compromised immune system. Mm -hmm. So I'm just now getting to see him now that we're both vaccinated and he just keeps talking about it. So we're just both really excited just to be able to go and sit in the theater together and watch it. Yeah. And, and you can just, you know, I feel the need. Yes, the need, exactly. The need for speed. The right? need for speed. Yep. Yeah. And it's supposed to come out what, like this, uh, this summer, right? I think it's, so. It was supposed to, but now they're saying that they're not going to let it come out until November. So, okay. Well, still this year then, right? So, yeah. This year. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. So question number two is what are two non-health related goals you have for the next year? I'm guessing one is your, your cookbook. Yes. Um, to get our business, my sister and I, our business up and running fully fledged running, and then to publish my two cookbooks. That's what I would like to get done in the next year. Awesome. I, I really, I feel like you're really motivated. So I, I wish you the best. Thank you. Thank you. We are, we work every day. I treat it like a full-time job. We work all the yeah. time. on. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Question three, if someone came to you saying they were lacking motivation to stay consistent, what are three pieces of three pieces of advice you would give them? Um, I would say to maybe take a look at your life. Like I was talking about being aligned, really take an honest assessment of your life, your mind, body, soul, whatever you want to call it. And look at what you're doing right. First of all, identify the things that you are doing right. And then maybe Mm -hmm. make a list of the things that you think you could, would make you happier or healthier or help you to reach your goals. Um, that's usually the first thing I tell anybody when they ask me, the second thing I think is to have a strong support system. So build a tribe of people who will not only support you, but will call you on your bullshit. That's so important to like, when somebody sees that you're struggling or maybe you're engaging in a bad behavior or whatever, or what so-called bad behavior that they'll call you on it. Um, and the third thing I think would be to use visual reminders of your goals, of your vision, put up a vision board, put up notes, use trackers, whatever you need to do. But mm-hmm. I think visuals are really helpful. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Question four, what have you discovered about yourself during your journey or transformation that surprised you the most? mental aspect of it. Um, everybody always focuses on the weight and I Mm -hmm. thought, okay, I'm going to lose 357 pounds and I'm going to be happy and I'm not going to care about anything in the world. That's not true. (laughs) That's not true. It is mental work every single day, fighting my inner fat bitch every single day. Like that never goes away. So I think that's what surprised me the most is that it's not just about the physical weight or the food I put in my mouth. It's it's my mental and emotional health that that's what drives everything. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, we, we talked about it quite a bit earlier, Yeah, but, but it, it is, it is so vital for anybody's for anything, not just weight loss, but that's definitely what surprised mm-hmm. me the most. I did not expect that. I thought yeah. it would be like having to learn how to walk or how to, you know, exercise or do anything. No, none of that stuff. It's definitely the mental and emotional. Yeah. aspect. Cool. All right. Last question. If in 150 years, science fails to save us and all that is left is a book about your life, what would the title be? And what would the blurb tell us about Teresa? So I thought a lot about this and I think that my book title would probably be like shine on. And I like it. It would, it would say something about how 
I pulled myself out of the darkness and into the light and I am never going back into the darkness ever again. I'm going to shine as bright as I possibly can for the rest of my life and try to spread that and lift as many people up as possible. I, lo- I love it. I love it. Uh, Cause I will say that like your personality is definitely one that shines. Like I've noticed Thank over you. my time following you on Instagram and then today, even today talking. Um, okay. So if anyone wants to find you on Instagram or mm-hmm. wherever else, where can, where can they find you? Um, so on Instagram, I'm at transforming Teresa Marie. Okay. And I will add a link in the show notes. So that way they can just click it and not have to awesome. worry, Perfect. worry about typing it in. Right. Thank you. Yeah. It's very long. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no age, Teresa, no age, no, no age. Yeah. No age. Everybody always wants to throw an H up in there. There's no age. Yeah. All right. So this was fun. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, you're awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good luck with baby. Congratulations. That's amazing. You're going to have no yeah. sleep, but you're going to be super happy. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. The no sleep thing is definitely something I've been told like a million times. So yeah. um, we're, we're, we're like about two weeks away. So oh, very good. That's it's an exciting time for you guys. Yeah, definitely is. Um, so until next time, yes. everyone become more something. Pick a thing, become more of it. consistent, better at uh, your work, better at anything. Just find something and just have more, uh, put more effort into it. And I'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye.